Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we're going to continue to, to kind of lean into John chapter 12. Really, this is the uh, kind of the, the unraveling of all these different responses to Jesus. And so what we saw previously is that there are those who they have just decided they will be antagonistic toward Christ. They are, they are going to oppose Christ. In fact, they are going to arrest Christ. And for us today, we, we recognize that that's the world we live in. We live in a world where there is an antagonism toward Christ. Well, let's continue with our, with our text then. And we're actually in chapter 12 now. Chapter 12, verses 1 through 8, it says, Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus has had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Uh, it's just amazing, right? Uh, just over a week ago, this man was in the grave. <laughs> Verse 3, Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance of the perfume, but Judas Iscariot, one of the, his disciples, who, he was, who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Now look at this. This is an incredible response. You have, you, you have this woman who is just moved with, with love and care and, and gratitude for Jesus. She takes something worth 300 days wages and she, she anoints Jesus' feet and then she, she cleanses them with her hair. I mean, this is... Um, what a heart, what a what a moment of service, right? And then you have one of Jesus' disciples, and we know, spoiler alert, that this man is going to betray Jesus. He says, you know what, we could have sold this and we could have given it to the poor, but this isn't actually what's in Judas' heart. In verse 6, he says, he said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Jesus said, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. Now, you, you see two very different responses. You see a response of love and gratitude toward Jesus. Remember, previously we've, we've seen those who have dug their heels in and they said, we are going to, uh, we are going to oppose Christ. And now we see the, the heart of someone who is just grateful for Christ. She's sacrificial toward Christ. She has a, a heart of service toward Christ. This is a tender, tender moment of love, of affection, and of gratitude. But, but we also have another response, and this is a response of someone who is there near Christ, but they don't have an affection for Christ. They want to use Christ for their own benefit. They want to take the things of God and, and leech off of them for their own personal means. This is someone who is, you know, they are, from a, a human perspective, they are doing many things that are involved with the things of God, but their heart, their heart is not set on the things of God. Now, look at the difference here between, between this woman's reaction and this man's reaction. The woman has a heart of gratitude, and so she is willing to sacrifice. 
This man has a heart of of selfishness. So he's he's not willing to sacrifice. He wants to seize. He wants to take things for himself. Now, this contrast here is not is not a contrast of men and women. This is a contrast of heart. There can be men and women who have a heart of gratitude and sacrifice, and then there can be men and women who heart have a heart of selfishness and and want to take for themselves. And so our ancient way for our modern day is to simply to, to ask which heart which heart is being developed in you? Which heart is being developed in you? Are you developing a heart that as you look at Christ and you consider that he has died and paid the price for all of your sins, you and I, we did not deserve that in the least. That he has done it all. In his love for us, he has saved us. Do you have a heart of gratitude? A heart of gratitude that is desirous to sacrifice for Jesus and for the things of God. Are you willing to sacrifice financially? Are you willing to sacrifice your time and energy in service? Are you willing to sacrifice your abilities to, to, to build or add toward the building of the kingdom of God? Or, or do you approach the things of God with a, the, the, the wrong attitude? Where you're not approaching with gratitude, look at all that God has done for me and I, I am so thankful, but rather you're saying, what else can God do for me? What else can I receive? How else might I benefit from the workings of God, the workings of the church? This is what Judas was doing. This reminds me of, of Paul words, Paul's words to Timothy. He says, to keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. What Paul says to Timothy is, he says, you, you have to keep, keep a close watch on your life, on the way you live, your devotion. Are you living a life of gratitude and sacrifice or a life of, of selfishness and of taking? Or you must also keep a close watch on your doctrine, making sure you're teaching things that, that, that conform to sound doctrine, that, that follow the words of Christ and the word of God. He says, keep a close watch on this because if you do this, if you persist in this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Now, Paul's not saying that you will earn salvation for yourself and you will do the work of salvation for others, but rather this will, this will bring a, a, a recognition that you are in fact in Christ because you are being conformed to this lifestyle. You will have this sense of, of I'm walking in grace and in gratitude. And as you teach others, they will have this, this clarity that says, oh, this is what it looks like to have gratitude for the grace that has been given to me. I mean, think about the other side of this. Think about when we, we do not watch our lives. How many of us have stories of pastors who have hurt us or of Christians who have hurt us in their selfishness instead of being, being those who are selfless, they have hurt us in their selfishness. Or think about those who have taught incorrectly from the word and have led us or others astray. Listen, this is, this is seen back in this picture of, of this uh, woman and a man in their response to Jesus. One has gratitude and selflessness. The other has selfishness and he's trying to take what he can for himself. This is our ancient way for our modern day. 
It's simply a moment of, of testing our own hearts and saying, am I walking in gratitude because of the grace that I have received? And if you are, praise God. Continue to do that. But maybe you're not. And if you're not, this might be a moment to repent and to turn back to the grace that you have been given in Jesus Christ. Not a grace that you earn, but a grace that has been given. And as it is given, you walk in a sense of gratitude and ultimately a sense of service toward Christ for who he is and what he has done. This is our ancient way for our modern day.